0: Start the show by saying Joe gave me a little sneak peek of his Is that okay to say that? Um, my, I don't know your what you're opening about to sequence. say. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he gave me a little sneak peek of his opening sequence for his new movie, Sorority of the Damned. And yeah. I gotta say. Did I send
1: that to you? No, you didn't. I thought I sent it to you too. I gotta say. Because I knew as soon as I sent it to you, I was like, I better send this to Tony. And then I probably smoked the joint. Yeah.
2: And yeah, and you didn't share the joint with me. I gotta say, I am impressed. Thank you, sir. It was really fucking
0: yeah.
1: badass. Yeah, nice. I mean, you haven't seen it yet. I'm no. sorry. I meant I meant to send it to you. I just
0: forgot. This is basically the opening scene and title sequence. Yeah, and yeah, and then it goes into the movie. Badass. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. Thank it you. They did sir. a great job with it. Thank you. So, so Chris, so now I'm excited, man, to see the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, well, no I, I've been for over a year, but you know, well,
2: two years,
1: dude. No, no, you. No, it isn't. Do. We stopped shooting. Now we we were only on we, the shi-
2: he's only been on the show for a year.
1: Yeah, I stopped shooting. We our last day of shooting was like December. Sorry, Brad. We'll get to you. Six, <laughs> or or uh, I'm sorry. It was. Uh, it yeah, doesn't so, matter. Anyways, it it's was okay. December 20. It doesn't matter. Uh,
0: 2020.
1: <laughs> 2020. It's Two years. But our post. It doesn't, it doesn't matter because our post in 2021 got fucked up because the head of our visual effects got COVID. Yeah. And it put us six months behind. So we're uh, only technically six months behind. We're not two years right. behind. Yeah.
0: Well, I didn't say you were behind. Right. I just said we've been waiting for it. Yeah, kind of. A long time. Yeah, it's all right. Anyway, it's we, have a, we, we have, have a guest. We have a guest. Hello. His name is Brad Leo Lyon. He's a filmmaker. And uh, he's made quite a few films. Brad Leo Lion. And he uh, makes horror movies like we do. So it's cool. With our pants. I thought he would be a cool guest, so I reached out to him and he was absolutely gracious enough to
3: Yeah, I know the show. man.
1: I recognize him. I knew as soon as you said it, I was like, Oh.
3: Almost a decade ago you auditioned for me. Do I? You know, like a decade ago you auditioned for me. I did?
1: For what movie? <laughs>
3: oh goodness, I wanna say it was college fright night. But that might have been a movie earlier. College Friday Night was the one with uh, uh, when Carradine passed away and he was our karate guy. I don't um, know.
1: When was this? What year? Give me a year.
3: Oh, I want to... This was before because... And please correct me if I'm wrong, but we wound up speaking years later and you had done um, all that TV series from Netflix.
1: Stranger Things.
3: Yes. And it was prior to that because we talked one oh, time later shit. and we're like, oh yeah, it's been like five years since we talked, so... Five years prior to whenever you There's did that.
2: Ten years ago. Yeah. And Brad, believe it or not, I've sent you audition tapes too. Oh no kidding. Yeah. My uh, I have no idea why. For what? <laughs> yeah, I have no I idea for I don't when. Know why. I would send about this either.
3: <laughs> yeah. Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. Oh, <laughs> I said that to myself. I,
2: I don't. I don't remember what movie it was, but it was probably. I want to say. I don't know. A couple of years
3: ago. Wait,
1: did I? I don't even like. Did I send it in via like video or did I do?
2: Yes,
3: it was a video submission. Fuck, man, We talked through email.
1: I don't know, man. I'm
0: sorry. I have not auditioned for any of your movies, Brad. <laughs> that's that's you're exactly a actor. <laughs> I agree. I, I'm a shitty actor. I did do pretty good in Duff. Well, what do you got going on now, bro?
3: What do you well, got? I've got a film. That uh, people want to shoot me for because I let the hurricane delay me a little bit. But uh, the poster, um, oops, cheating the wrong hand, poster I threw in the background there, Thursday the 12th, is doing a very small uh, theatrical run that includes 11 states. And I'm going to be on tour with that film doing uh, QAs in most of those states. So nice. that one comes out. It's got. Uh, you know, I really meant,
1: like, what, what do you got for me,
3: next? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure I got something. The, the hard part in this case. um, is your fellow big guy like me? So wow. if I write anything in, like, for myself, I'm like, oh, I've got to compete against some guy auditioning for me, because mm-hmm. he's also yeah. a black-haired guy who's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I'd have to write, like, a character, like a brother, or a... True. Yeah. Yeah. No question, because with you being an actor, I've got to ask you this randomly. All right. Have you, in your career, ever got mistaken for Jorge Garcia? No. Never. Because no, I look
1: Phil- like Philip Seymour Hoffman, I'm only just recently like grown out, but like, oh, I feel did like you? I'm like a Jack Black, Philip Seymour Hoffman, like love child. That's how I feel like I people like if they if anyone does say I look like anybody it's Will Sasson.
3: Hmm. I get that For way. some weird reason. Now, mind he you, I'm like aware of my was. heritage, which exactly. doesn't exactly match up, but on multiple occasions I've received Jorge Garcia. Yeah, I can see that. Which was just the big guy from Lost, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I love him.
3: And He's just recently, I'm, out like, um, I'm from, at like, I'm at like, uh, I'm in your guy's area. town, right. Joe's New York Diner. I'm at Joe's New York Diner. I walk in, and this girl's like, "Oh, you look like this guy from Minor League." I'm like, "Oh, thanks," because I'm the guy from Minor League. Right. And she's like, "And I loved him and lost." Ah! Like, mm.
1: <laughs> so I
3: actually pull him up, right? I pull. Up. I'm like, "Oh, you thought I looked like Jorge Garcia?" And I show her Jorge yeah. Garcia, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, you look just like him." I'm like. I get this other guy, Brad Lyon, too, and I show her Brad Lyon, yeah, and she's like, "eh, different noses, not, not the same." <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, I was smart enough to film that on my camera, so I did get that. And, like, threw it up on my Instagram. You know what
1: I've learned, just to like stroke my own ego, yeah, is
2: going. that in
1: <laughs> in Target in the back wall, there's a Neca session now. I don't know if you know. Yeah, it's been A whole Neca section. What is it? Neca. Action, figures. action figures. Oh, so well, pops. flexible figure. Okay. Two times now, I have been recognized, <laughs> while standing there looking at some Friday the 13th figure, by some kid or somebody coming up to get a pop of whatever Stranger Things fucking thing is. Two times now. Once with Alexa and once with Mia. Standing Pencil. there looking at my shit, and I'll look, and there'll be some, generally it's like a 12-year-old girl, and she, they'll just be like, and then I'll go back to my thing. And then they kind of like look at me for a minute. And the one girl backed up. And she's like, I know you. And I looked at her and I was like, I, I don't think you should say that to a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> Especially
3: one like, you know a few years older. <laughs> and then
1: my, my daughter Alexa goes, he's famous.
2: And,
3: no. I, and I
1: said, I'm not famous. Hardly. And the girl goes, I know you. You're on Stranger Things. And I was like. Who told you to say that? Because first of all, it's not that big of a role, right? I don't think I'm that recognizable outside of it unless I'm at a convention with a banner with my face from Stranger Things. Do they go, I know, yeah, all right, yeah, cool. But two times now, people have recognized me at Target in that aisle looking at action figures. So I stand there now a lot. He just stands there all day. Yeah, I go to Target a lot now. I was like, why are you always at Target? I'm like, no reason. He has a poster <laughs> in his
0: pocket. I'm this guy.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm this guy. He's got a sign on his back. Yeah. Or his own t-shirt. Anyways, I just, just asked me he's got a sign on his back. Asked me if I was in Stranger Things season two. <laughs> I mean,
3: truth be told, I did contemplate wearing one of my own t-shirts before I came on air.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, that's something
1: I don't ever do. I don't want to wear my. I don't want to advertise my own shit. I'll advertise your shit, yeah. your shit, his shit. But I won't. I don't want to wear my own shit unless it's like my production logo. Mm-hmm. And even then, I feel like a fucking jackass. Right.
2: I <laughs> respect like that. I wear my jerseys
1: all the time. I know you look like a fucking cock fuck. Well, I <laughs> do like
2: fucking cock fuck? Yeah. I'm okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm still gonna wear them. No, that. I'm jealous. Here, I love your fucking jerseys, dude. I just don't wear jerseys. I'm not a yeah one. Uh, Excuse me. I don't even watch right. sports. Yeah, I don't care about them at all. Not a, a little bit. And two, Leanne doesn't like sports either. So I'm not going to wear a jersey because I don't give a fuck. And I'm not going to wear it because it doesn't turn her on. So <laughs>
3: hmm. segues into Brad. How did you get started? Uh, sports.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: so how did you get started?
3: I was failing miserably. Really, really bad at playing football for a living. And then some movie people were like, hey, you know, you really suck at this, like, playing football for a living. Want to do it, like, you know, in film where you would actually be good because we'll write it that you're good? I'm like, yeah, that sounds better. That's a general gist. I could tell the more elaborate story that involved the guy you look like, Jack Black.
1: Oh, okay. Why would you do that? Please tell us.
3: (laughs) So I'm uh, in this office in Flint, Michigan. And I get a phone call from the president of the Visitors Bureau, uh, Jerry Preston. He's like, hey, I've got a couple of these guys here that want to meet with you. Uh, talk with your Daddy." says, you're at the office. Can you meet with these guys? So I'm like, yeah, sure, you know. So I'm um, sitting there, and in walks that Ron Reiner guy, you know, Oscar winner, Oscar, not me, Scott Marshall from Happy Days, and then Michael Mendelssohn worth $1.8 billion. And when a billionaire walks in, you're like, hey, do you want me to get out my knee pads or cuff in the balls right now? <laughs> like, whatever you need, I got you. So they start telling me about this amazing movie they've got with this crazy epic cast. It's got Christina Ricci, Matthew Lillard, and margaret Cedric Entertainer, Bill Engel, Marty Cleveland, just huge cast. But they had a problem where an incident that I probably can't get into occurred, and to my understanding, Jack pulled out like two days before filming. So they were stuck without a lead, and the only guy willing to take on a lead role in a film with that big of a cast was this guy named Owen Benjamin. He was like six with seven. Now we all know him probably got canceled since since then but back then he was a pretty cool guy and uh as the six foot seven guy versus you know a uh, guy jack comes up to like here on me it just didn't make sense in the script so they wanted to rewrite it and make him into a football star so they came to me and said hey could you sports coordinate a football scene for us help us retweak it and write it real quick get us some football players cheerleaders a stadium um so on and so forth and i'm like well uh yeah does uh, this get going? And they're like, uh, call time's 8 a.m. tomorrow. I'm like, well, I'll get there bright and early, start making phone calls. And he's like, uh, we need to start shooting some of that tomorrow. I'm like, <laughs> But uh, somehow we pulled it off. The movie All's Fair and Love, you know, got out there. And, uh, um, you know, one thing led to another. A, I mean, it wasn't necessarily a highly successful film, but, you know, it was a larger budget movie. And, it, you know, when you work on those, it helps project to other movies.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well,
3: that's the boring story of it. (laughs) So when did you actually start writing scripts? Um, A handful of months later, I get a call from a certain member of that group, and he says, uh, hey, you're doing that weird minor league stuff, right? I'm like, "Um, yeah, what makes it weird? He's like, well, you know, like I heard of baseball. I'm like, yeah, I get it. All right, go on. He's like, could you write a script about that? I'm like, uh... Yeah, I guess so. Like, why me? Well, like, hey, you were a published author before. I'm like, oh, that's a skeleton in the closets and like a cheerleading book. <laughs> but uh, regardless, he's like, yeah, yeah, I know.
1: I have a similar book
3: called Memoirs of a Cheerleader. It's from when I was a <laughs> <old school. laughs> All goes quiet. and I thought it was serious. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, um, I wrote that. A handful of months go by. I didn't think anything of it. I thought I, you know, sent him a piece of crap. And then uh, he calls me and says, hey, uh You want to produce this? Um, We got a possible union strike, and um, uh, there's a nice incentive in Michigan. You want to come out and make this movie? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So, like, what do I do? Like, do nothing? He's like, well, EP, you can help hire uh, people, like, in your state because we don't know people in your state, and we don't have to fly in people from L.A. for that. and We might get cheaper. Oh, yeah. Like, all those arguments sound great.
1: (laughs) Yes, sold. I'm on a plane already. Thank you. Yeah. So what else yeah, yeah. was that? Pardon? What was
3: that? That was like? my game. What was it? That was my again. That was minor league. Oh, minor league. Yeah.
2: Now is the community up there? Like, do you is there actually a community of filmmaking up there?
3: In back then in Michigan? Yeah, it followed. So at that time it was way bigger than Georgia now, yeah. because th- back then we had a forty percent filming center. Ah, so right. we were King Kong for a few years. Yeah. You know, we've, everything was made there. You know, I worked on Real Steel there. Uh, we had uh, uh, Transformers, like, two and three. I think we had uh, the remake of Red Dawn, which I flubbed a horrible, embarrassing audition mm-hmm. on. Um, we had just a, lo- a ton of work. So, for the time, for we had a lot of people, and my company was doing okay. Um, you know, we're producing films off the model back when we still had home video which that was a big learning curve as we lost that because everything I produced was under the concept of, okay, we still have 30,000 retailers and rentals left. If we can make it under this budget and we work with these direct buyers, we can make a profit, you know, so on and so forth. So the curve really hit me when that lost. But once we had that cap, everyone left. I was one of the last union producers in the state. And at one point I had to do a movie up there where I just couldn't even find people in Michigan to hire. So beforehand, yeah, we had an amazing industry. and then Within months of them capping it, everyone was gone. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, generally that's, how it goes. Yeah,
1: I mean it's it's all kind of moving from uh, Ad- Atlanta as well. Atlanta's like starting to lose a lot of people, but that's more like political shit than anything else.
3: Yeah, but, and New Mexico gave them that ten-year uh, guarantee.
1: Yeah, New Mexico's uh, great, man. That's where we. That's where I want to go. That's where all the. Stu- I just shot there in March. It's uh, the incentive is thirty-five uh, percent, and it's. That's where it should be. It's beautiful there. It doesn't get too hot. during the summer a little bit, but yeah. I've been there like six times. Hmm. Anyways, Something thank you. Up. I've been paid by the Albuquerque Visitors
0: Bureau. <laughs> you <can> visit albuquerque.com. <laughs> <laughs> <Not pretty quick. laughs> That's where you should have made the left. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: see you in St. Louis.
2: I don't see really why Florida doesn't do anything. Because like they don't it. care. Well,
3: you had one, if you don't, don't forget. It. forget. You guys just had a governor who decided to say, hey, you know what? We're the mighty Florida. We don't need it. People will still come to Florida. What happened one year later, everyone left.
1: Now, here, the real problem.
0: The thing is, is here we look, got Disney World. We got Busch Gardens. Listen, we got Universal Studios. That's what I've brings all the money to, in here.
1: I've all the beaches. To,
0: they just so raised their tax rate. They money. might leave.
1: i talked to legislators, man. I've talked to these people. The issue isn't anything other than stadiums, man. Football. That's all Florida is known for. Right. We have like mm-hmm. 13 teams here, and yep. like 40 fucking stadiums.
0: Yep, yep.
1: That that's all they want to do in Florida: football and tourism. They Don't give a fuck mm-hmm. about they don't give a movies a shit about here. That's minor potatoes, man. They don't give a fuck about that. But it could Who be cares? a lot more. They don't care. They don't care. It could they be don't more than care, sports, man. You know how much money they make off of liquor at a stadium? Yeah. Well,
3: thing. the guy who's running against DeSantis right now is trying to uh, campaign on it a little bit, but yeah. he doesn't seem to have much of a shot not, regardless. There's not
1: of artists in the area. It's all retirees. It's not California where you go to be an artist. It's not yeah. Austin where you go to be an artist.
0: Florida, you, you come know. to retire.
1: Florida, you come here to fucking well, finish pissing
2: fish. Well, Miami's for Come here
3: to fish.
1: Go to Miami's its games. own country. I know. Dude. I know. Miami's Cuba. I, <laughs> and you are the
3: number two <laughs> porn state. <laughs>
1: I know, man. Yeah, it took me a gloves. long time to get us there. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: good. But, I mean, it's there's true. a lot of opportunity. I don't do shit about movies here. They don't, man. This is a great place to get started doing commercials. We do a lot of commercials here. Yeah. yeah. It's a good place to get started doing commercials and, you know, shit like I do, little small baby movies. And that to build oh. your resume and then fucking move to You, you I don't know. think if they did incentives here, Disney wouldn't
2: come back here and do movies? Do no, all their movies here.
0: They're going to stay in where they are in California. Well, where they're taxed
2: they? at a 50% rate. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Heck,
3: honestly, they don't yeah. even produce that much in California anymore. Yeah. Uh, their highest production area was originally the two studios that they leased out in uh, uh, Georgia. You yeah. know, uh, they oh, just. Justin. license a 10-year deal in New Mexico. Until they lose
1: that. Netflix just bought a studio, Albuquerque Studios, ABQ Studio, in in New Mexico for $100 million like three years ago. They're moving into that thing. Netflix is is moving to New Mexico. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's where they produce all their shit. Yeah. Same with Amazon. Amazon's getting a studio there, too. I only know that Jim Burleson out of New Mexico. Uh, He's done like four movies for them already this year. Yeah. I produced four movies for them, and he's like, dude, they're going to build a studio here. Like, Amazon's coming in. They, Amazon and Hallmark and Hulu they, and Par- even Paramount Plus, they all have this new model of $150,000 feature films. Crank them out. You get five out a year, and they just now they've just got content on their shit that people can watch, and they're just trying to keep people in this fucking... Right. Yeah. It's a fucking machine, and it's horrible. Hallmark is the worst at
0: it. It's terrible. <laughs>
3: yeah. Made yeah. a mistake of working you with You Netflix
0: for two Oops, hours, and it's just the same bullshit. Like yeah. You, it's just yeah, nonsense I, After nonsense.
2: Well, people are just starving for yeah. content, so they'll watch content.
0: everything. Yeah, but we want good content. Well, like, every once in a while, no, something no, will no pop one's pressuring on them to do so.
2: No one's pressuring them to do. So. If people right. start unsubscribing and doing all exactly. that, then they'll be forced.
1: Dude, we're
3: And plus, you gotta think about our own work. You know, so many people hate the shit we do. You know, there wouldn't be any viewers that they won't watch some of our thought.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. Good argument? <laughs> they admit it, but. Yeah. Mm. That's true.
2: But I also think if they had the incentives, we can actually produce bigger and better projects.
3: Oh, 100%. That's the reason why we're able to produce such larger budget films back in Michigan. Yeah. Because our finance model was built off agreements with small banks where they're saying, hey, we're comfortable giving you 749900 bucks because we know we're getting up to 40% of it back by the state. Yep. We're averaging like 29% back, but they were happy because it felt like a safe investment. Yeah, yeah. and
2: like I said, I, I, I think that it's a huge miss that, you know, especially somewhere like Florida because we have like the, you, every type of landscape you could possibly think of here. Before. Other than the I, foliage, mountain, right. it makes I, it
3: hard. I remember. I just went hiking
2: on the mountain. Yesterday. No, I'm saying instead of mountains, but you have farmland. You have beaches, you have like lakes, you have literally so many different like type of scenarios where big productions can, yeah
1: man, dude, be could, produced.: if, if you could get a, a, a module going with a, with a backed investor for, let's just say, five million dollars, you could make two or three movies here. yeah, four to century. Easily, but you're not going to because there's no incentive. Right. If someone gave you five million dollars and said, "I need you to make three movies," where would you make them? Here? Not here. Right.
0: Oh, Georgia, you go to like New Mexico or Georgia, New Mexico, Georgia. Or California.
1: Yeah. yeah, I
0: wouldn't. The well, first thing
3: I do is argue for more than three because I want to get under that like 750 mark for the signatory reason, so everyone gets cheaper.
1: Yeah.
3: Hmm. That. That, that little area between seven fifty and two point five million, man, it's like so close to the max anyway. At two point five, it's just yeah, like it's God. If I can climb under it,
1: yeah, I I want to stay like under two million. You know, the last one I did was one point two, uh, but I want to stay under that two million seven fifty, right in there.
3: Mm-hmm. At that mark,
1: you know.
3: I wish there was another contract right there, you know, right in between the seven fifty and two point five area. That'd be nice. Yeah, no,
1: because we gotta. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what is it over 2.5 is now what?
3: 1,080 a day for union actors. Uh, What's half the, the crew 200? is What's like, starts at about 700 bucks a day. Is
1: that just ultra? That's just low.
3: No, uh, that's union minimum, 1,080, I no, believe. No,
1: at, at 2 million, that's considered a sag low.
3: Uh, no, modified low cuts off at 2.5. Oh, so it's modified low? Yep.
1: Okay. And then at 750 and below, that's ultra
3: low. Ultra low cuts off at. Oh goodness! I, I believe that's up to seven or seven forty nine ninety nine yeah. is ultra, then modified low, then low, and then base budget.
1: Yeah, mm. anything under seven fifty is considered trash. <laughs>
0: but it's where I like to play. What's, yeah. What's three called? Three million? No, three thousand. <laughs> that's
1: <trash. laughs> That's called. Uh, a budget.
3: great yeah. budgeting.
1: It's, <laughs> called <laughs> a, it's called a dumpster dumpster, <laughs> dumpster <laughs> A dumpster
3: dumpster budget. Yeah. I mean, I did buy his movie for 35 bucks. Yeah, you
1: did. Well, there you go. See? Mm. <laughs> now, why can't you just do that a hundred right times? Exactly. That's the,
3: <laughs> which, which, which one? Oh, I bought uh, Cannibals, the um, Naked Cannibal. Um, oh, yeah. I'm in oh, that.
1: I'm in that. <laughs> I'm in that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. guess I yeah. Guess what I just discovered. What? All contracts for a hundred tiers are over. <clears throat> I own all the intellectual property again. But mm-hmm. they own all of it, it's nice. all mine. So make a sequel. I already well, have one written. Nice. I'm not gonna go look for the funding. Because well, yeah. who's gonna fund? I don't want. Because then what's gonna happen is I know that Terrifier took our hundred tears. Yeah. Now they made
0: all they to it too. It's about fucking man. Great.
1: If I come Rushing. out and make a hundred tears too, they're gonna be like, oh, you're oh, just copying us. Right. And I'll be like, I'll put you in a fucking ring, bitch, and we'll talk about it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you know that buzz could actually help because now there's so many more people interested like oh yeah. this is what can make, be done with 200 grand there might yeah. be more uh, Kickstarter buzz or well, any good that's
1: one. the problem is is that I, I would just remake it I wouldn't do it too yeah. I'd remake it hmm. and cast a younger different looking dirty, or a prequel not even a prequel I'd want to do because then I'd have to include the girl
0: it's all about reboots now, man. No,
1: I just want to remake it. I'm, I'm a whole new cast, new direction. But is it worth it? I don't think
3: so. I don't know. Only if you love the film, man. Only if you love it enough. And and then you think you, think you can turn a profit. Out there who love it.
0: yeah. yeah. It's a gore fest, that's for sure. Yeah. But that's what people dude, like about Terra. It's a the second no one story, is, Gore Fest. Dude, yeah, no is, gore fest. Dude,
3: yeah even one. with the attempt at a story in part two, I'm just
0: like I haven't even seen
3: I haven't seen In
1: Hundred Years Two, I wrote that Gertie was now like this underground worshipped icon because of all the, like kind of like a John Wayne Gacy but people took it a little further and now every Halloween there's like this Gertie parade and everybody's dressed up like Gertie. And that's how the movie starts. Gertie, you find out he's alive he walks out into this parade and the cops are chasing him. So the cops, they see this FBI come after this clown who looks like Gertie, they don't know what's happening all wear and carry real
3: butcher mm. knives,
1: those fucking cleavers, and it becomes this like cops versus clowns brawl. In the street. <laughs> That's the opening. Mm. Yeah, it's fucking so. cool, man. It's cool, dude. And I had fucking uh, Christine is alive. She's in a mental asylum. He goes and gets her out of the mental asylum. She's got a fake leg now. Like her leg got fucking tore off when she got ran over. Dude, mm. it gets crazy. Crazy! He dresses up all these people like him in this underground, uh, like sewer system, and has them all tied up in attack positions.
0: Did they see Michael Myers in there anywhere?
1: And as they come out, <laughs> as the cops are, as the FBI are coming in, they see all these gerties look like they're attacking. They right. start shooting all these innocent people. It's like, <clears> throat> throat> anyways, but it'll never get made. Meh. You that know. negative, negative... Well, I don't want to make it. I don't want to do that. Well, that's the key. Yeah, if you don't want
3: to, do then no. Yeah, if you want to, you can make it happen.
1: 20 yeah. years old. You yeah. Know? Anyway. Regardless. Sorry. Sorry to go on a tangent about me. <laughs> so, Brad, what do, you, what do you got going on now? Yeah. So, I am he said horribly he trying to
3: finish this film called Killer Keg. Um, Killer Keg, which is supposed to be a fun kind of... Uh, you know, if you will, tribute in a way to like the Evil Bongs type, type of franchise. Yeah. It was like uh, Groundhog Day meets Happy Death Day. A group of friends decide to throw a guy at a party He just got dumped. And the keg they come across to have at the party causes them to relive the same day over and over again. And each new day, a new person disappears.
2: When did you start um, writing that one?
3: When did you? Start- so I started writing that one years ago. back Well, not that long ago, but like 2019-ish. I think that's
2: the one I, I, I put an audition in for.
3: Yeah, we uh, we originally shot the film.
2: Yeah,
3: and we shot it in Clearly 2020, suck. and got hit with the pandemic like everyone else. Yeah. Um God. that's when we made Nick and Cannibal Campers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, re- I read that. on, the, I think the making of. Yeah. The, yeah. Um So you know, I, I went to make this film. We we got hit with that about seven months later. We come back and we get to like shoot again, not because. Florida was shut down. We could have went back to work in a month, but because the unions that we were working with was not going to let us go back to filming. So once we were finally able to, and we were able to still some people back, and we shot it out, and we got this movie done. And you know, and it's 2021, and we're going into the editing room, and you know, we finish it up at the you know end of the year. All of a sudden, I look at this film. And I'm like, man, I actually kind of like this movie. And I'll be the first man. I've hated some of my films. I hate Little Creatures. I think it's terrible. And it's my most popular movie. Um, and the continuity was just trash from the standpoint of the actors, even though we tried everything to match their hair and match their, just do everything we could. It was just, you could tell us seven, eight months later for some of them yeah. and everything takes place in the same day. Yeah. So I sat there, I'm like, I'm either going to release this and this is going to be bad. And I hated myself for years after releasing a couple films where I'm like, God, this could have been so much better. Um, so finally I was like, screw it. I'll redo this damn thing, you know. I'll fund it myself. I'll I'll pay for whatever we got to do. We'll reshoot it, and then we started shooting it. And then the hurricane hit, <laughs> and it took out our beach house on Santa Island completely. Wow! And it wrecked part of our restaurant that we're filming in. Um, the coffee shop seems to be okay, but uh, we're already out, you know, multiple locations. So now the only real answer from a continuity standpoint is either really ruin the script or reshoot a whole bunch again. Oh, yeah. Tough so, yeah. spot. It's a fun film. It's got uh, a guy who's uh, filming in your guys' city, I think. Jeremy London from Mallrats. Oh, yeah. uh, he's in it. Brink Stevens is in it. Um, uh, some other people, I'm drawing a blank because I'm thinking of their names right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jeremy London's uh, ex wife, Juliet Reeves, is my agent, or was my agent before all that shit went down the fence. Hmm.
3: Interesting. Small world.
1: Yeah. Very. All right, yeah. What do you got going on, sir? Me? Yeah.
2: Um, What's well, happening? Websites, photo shoots, and advertising. Nice, great. You sound real corporate. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, corporate <laughs> keeps the bills paid, right?
1: I guess. <laughs> <You>? <laughs> sir, how about you? You wrapping up uh, on
0: Death Blow? Well, Death Blow's done. We got. We're showing it at T Buff, the Tampa yep. Underground Film Festival on December second. Is playing at nine fifteen at night. Newport Richie, Yeah. Uh, we're gonna launch our Indiegogo on the 10th, for or hopefully between the 10th and 15th, if our poster ever gets finished. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had a hell of a time getting a poster done. Yeah, I
1: just got all the images last night.
0: But then... No, I'm about you, obviously. Oh, You're about that, that makes sense now. Why aren't you done yet? I know. <laughs> I know. What kind of so turnaround is like this? Four hours. I know. Come on. What kind of turnaround is this? Like, come on like, now. Well, I
1: do have some really great ideas.
0: Stop smoking so much out. weed and
2: that can help get shit. Make blasphemy! Better.
3: Uh, <laughs> I mean, the key art on that stuff is yeah, pretty science good. Science uh, what other stuff about. did you do with this? What's that? I was asking what other uh, fil- uh, posters did they do for you? Because the key art on some of those were pretty good.
0: Uh, Mark Schoenbach did... Dai Dai Delta Pi for us and then his prices just like went out of sight so we can't afford Mm. him anymore and uh, we're like, you want how much? That's like half our budget (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but then there's a guy named David Royal that he's done our last few Naked Camp Campers that's dead Um, and I've tried getting him to do this one and it's just not it just hasn't been working Um, but I don't know, whatever but uh, we got Body Farm coming up which we're shooting in the studio here. Uh, that's in December, and then I'm putting together a vampire movie for February. And uh, Sean's got a movie called Swamp Woman that we're doing oh, in like March. It. And then I just got a me and Rick Danford are going to team up for the first time, and he's writing a script right now. We're going to shoot in April. Is it like uh, so? It's fucking some other busy.
1: remake of a.
0: No, it's um. He called me to do a Chucky thing.
1: I was
0: like, yeah, I'm friends with Alex. I'm not going yeah. um, to do any. Uh, and he it's a lives right here, right?
1: Oh. Alex
0: lives in, like, St. Pete. Does music or something, yeah, right? Yeah, Alex he lives in Clearwater. Yeah, he, he has Clearwater. a
1: studio in Clearwater.
0: But, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be, like, a, about a grandfather clock that someone finds at a yard sale. And it's, like, a gateway to hell or some shit. I don't know. I read the first few pages yesterday. Yeah. It seemed pretty it's cool. Sweet. So, hmm. And that's the key. If you can get good. through the first three pages and you like it, you can them out. Hum I'm them in out. Body Farm. Yeah, chosen body farm. Is someone some character scraping from the bottom Who of the barrel? Wait, uh, you are a <laughs> date. Yeah, works at the morgue that brings the body parts and turns into yeah a monster guy or something. Hmm. I've read it. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Read scripts. We don't Jeez, do that here. I you
2: know your line.
3: You? I know my <laughs> Especially when we're working on the film.
2: <laughs> we do it right before the scene. I'll fuck it. <laughs>
3: I found out the hard way how uh, Christopher Walken uh, does his uh, impressions of scripts or dialogue.
2: Oh boy! Does he read them like right before the scene goes? No, he takes. No,
3: off no, takes that would have been movie. that would have been maybe a little better. I'm on this film called Kill the Irishman, right? Yeah. And I'm making a complete ass of myself because I'm at base camp, right? And we're waiting for the shuttle to come. And there's a dog. And I'm like, who brought a dog? Um, and it's barking like it's just barking so loud, and I'm just like, man, that's that's crazy to bring a dog. But this is a very smart dog because this dog heard me, assumed I was talking shit, and started barking even louder, <laughs> like really bad. I'm like, what the? F-? So I got louder. I'm like, are you shitting me? This dog's talking shit to me. And then it got louder. I'm like, this dog, right? Next thing I know, the door slams open, starts bouncing. And out walks Christopher Walken in a robe with his hair like afro out all to hell, right? Yeah. And I'm just kind of ducking, like, just looking down, right? And I'm freaked out. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. I think he's going to come whoop my ass. And I'm not punching Christopher Walken. I'm not being the guy like kills an 80-some-year-old man. Like, he's going to whoop my ass, and I'm going to take it, you know? So I'm just <laughs> looking down at the ground. And he's, like, storming that direction. And while I'm staring there, like instead of, like, reaching my hand out, like, the other smart people next to me, I'm just looking down, and I swear, one of his balls fell out of, like, whatever he had on. For, I don't know if he has on underwear or boxers or what, but just one, like, slid out, and I'm just looking back and forth, and it's just bouncing back and forth. I realize now I'm being hypnotized by, like, one of Christopher Walken's balls. So I'm just freaking out, like, holy shit, it's, it's just... Oh, <laughs> you know, then I look up and everyone's already shaking hands with the guy that the shuttle bus comes. So I jump on the shuttle bus. Like I'm freaked out. Once then, they're all like, Oh my goodness. I'm going to get my ass kicked. Christopher jumps on the damn shuttle and he sits right down next to me. He's kind of like staring at me. Right. And I don't make any eye contact. So I'm scared out, out of my ass. So I'm like, this is it. This is over. I came here to hire the, a producer from this movie, Tommy Terry's brother. Really. And I'm about to, like, cause a major, you know, yep. incident on his own film set, you know? So we, we get to we get to the house that we're filming at, which is in, like, downtown Metro Detroit. And I jump out. And the location PA, you can hear us talking. So he's like, yeah, yeah, we've got Christopher here. Is he in wardrobe? Yeah, he's in wardrobe. He's got uh, the house coat something afro. am like, yeah, usher him to set. I'm like, oh, God, thank God he's pulling him away, you know? And, wow, that was his wardrobe. So he takes him. Finally, I run into Tommy on the way back and start talking to Tommy. I'm like, look, bro, I'm sorry for whatever I did to offend, you know, him over his dog. And he's like, bro, you don't have a dog. I'm like, wait, what? What do you mean you don't have a dog? He's like, yo, are you the guy who didn't shake his hand? I'm like, "Uh, I I don't know. Um, And I'm like, I just heard barking and I... He's like, bro, that's his voice lessons. Like he he warms up his voice by barking to get that gruff. And I'm like, well, is that how he gets the the weird pacing? He's like, no, actually our assistant. He always has the assistant take out all the punctuation in the script, so he gets the gruffiness from barking, and then removes all the punctuation from the script Well, he doesn't. You know, assistant does. So he learns it without knowing where the pauses and, and beats are supposed to be. So that's my Christopher Walken story. <laughs> that's great acting. <laughs> wow.
1: That was on uh, yeah. Kill the Irishman?
3: Kill the Irishman, yeah. I saw that.
1: Did that have Al Pacino in it? I well,
3: think you're think it. thinking the other one. This is the yeah. one with Val Kilmer. Okay, you're talking about
1: the
0: big one with Scorsese. Oh, Val <laughs> Kilmer. Yeah. There's one with, with Christopher
1: Walken. And I want to say Al Pacino or uh, one of those guys. The movie was fantastic all the way up until the very end. And then they did this shot of the three dudes shooting up into a balcony or something. You know this movie. And I was like, God, dude, they destroyed the whole movie in that one shot at the very end. Mm, I don't know. But Christopher Walken was in it. And I love him. I think he's fantastic.
3: Yeah, he's amazing. I just wish I would have made friends with him and not, you yeah.
1: know. He won't remember. <clears throat> no. That's what I go on. <laughs> I had, uh, which one is David Keith? Is he in Nope? David Keith? Or is that
0: Keith David? David Keith is the guy that played the father of Cameron Diaz in Something About Mary. Right, him. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. he's also in a bunch of horror movies. He was yeah, at Nope. Yeah, he was, he was at uh, Gasparilla, Gasparilla? Gasparilla Film Festival. Maybe it was Sunscreen. Doesn't matter. I was there, uh, just shooting the shit with I was Tyler Martinovich, whoever. Brought, it was Gasparro uh, because he was going in for a panel in the theater. Well, my job was to just kind of hang out with him, you know, talk shit, you know, whatever, fucking. So he's got like fifteen minutes, so he's got to get on. I notice he's starting to meander further and further away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, kind of like wrangling him back and and then uh, he runs into like these two <laughs> two women and they start talking. And he's getting into it. I can hear him, man. He's just like, that's what I do,
3: baby. You know what I mean? He's chef
1: that shit. Yeah, so I'm just going to sit there and I see Tyler and he's like, we need now. We need him now. And I'm like, hey Keith, we got to go, buddy. We got to get you on thing. And he's like, so the time, it's like 10 minutes past him supposed to be on stage. And he's like, you need to tell him to stop talking. I was trying to get laid, right man. Over here. So I walked <laughs> up to him. I tapped on his shoulder. I said, hey, so we got to go. We got to get on the stage. <laughs> and he goes, he's tall, man. And this is all I get from him.
2: <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs>
1: so say, it's like you're 10 minutes past your time on stage. And he was like, oh. He like trotted down the fucking thing, but like I thought for sure he was gonna give me a fucking punch in the head, my
3: eyeballs. So fun times, yeah.
2: Now, what do you think you enjoy more? Do you actually enjoy writing movies, writing scripts?
3: Uh was that to me? Yes. Uh, so I would say I hate to admit this, but it's probably my strength and the things that I'm better at. I probably like doing the least. Mm-hmm. So I'm strongest at writing and I find it so time consuming that it bores me too much. Yeah. i the same. Um, but I'm good at it. Um, Acting is more of a vacation, you know, like there's no stress. If you just get to act, you just, you're, you're your character, yep. live your character, um, stu- study the craft, study the role, understand who he is, understand wow. what they want out of you uh, and work towards creating that. You know, it's, a lot less pressure than line producing or directing something, you know. So that's that's a nice vacation. But directing, I love creating that like world, you know, like bringing something to life, like this entire world in my imagination and giving it life and making it exist. Like that's such a beautiful opportunity that I'm so blessed and thankful to be able to do. Um, so I would say I'm most privileged to enjoy doing that from that perspective. But is without question, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: directing I. You know, I'm not a I'm not really a fan of it. There's too much, too many things to have to worry about. Um, like pre-production, post-production, production, um, and then coordinating all that. That's just something I'd rather not. Like, I'd rather just act or write or, you know, and I'll do post. That's about it. Like, I don't like directing. I don't think I would want to do that. It's not something that I I because I've seen it. I've been on sets. Um, and it's just, yeah, no, not for me.
3: (laughs) I get that completely. That's how I feel about your job when it comes to editing. Like, cause I hate when like an elbow's right here and then right here that I will, I'll spend hours like, can we reframe this? How much, you know, am I losing? What are we going to do? How much footage is there? Is there something else? Like, you know, I will take days to do a two man scene. If it's just little pieces like that, that I'm just, I hate jump cuts. So I just, I don't let them exist when I can avoid it. Yeah.
2: And there's just too much pressure on you, too, like especially with for, from producers. and you know, I mean, if you're low-budget, you don't a have to really worry about that. But if
3: it's like... Or the exact opposite, because sometimes they expect the world value with no budget. So you can't actually go get the tools you need to make it awesome. Right. So they're freaking out, like, why doesn't this look right. amazing? Well, because I've got two grand to edit this? Well, that's what's funny
0: is, you know, we made Death Blow for $2,600. God, that's amazing. And we shot it in four days. And I, when I'm editing, I want it... I feel like people compare it to, you know, $5 million movies and 100%. I'm, I'm so proud of what we accomplished with literally fucking nothing, yeah, you know? And um, like, I can't wait for people to see it. And I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I'm really happy with it the way it came out. But you also have to keep in mind that we didn't have a million dollars for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and like it's hard you to make judged. people understand
3: what that means, what yeah, difference like that means. Like, people know. who aren't from film don't grasp that. They don't understand. Like, this means the number of days are smushed into, you know, so few. The number of script pages are so, you know, are astronomical on one day. Performances can't be great because you have to get through 10 pages. Like, it's just – and then trying to explain to people, why this doesn't look as cinematic. Well, I had seven pages yeah, to that's... shoot in a 14-hour day. You know, it should have been a 10-hour day, you know. Yeah. Um, and even just expressing that to a the person, they have no idea. They have no concept. They're just like, eh, it, it still doesn't look like Teenage Mutant Industries. So. When
2: you watch, uh, Naked Cannibal Campers, just, we shot that in five days. Five days, yeah. Five days, and I think the budget I think was... our budget
0: was 3500 I think. Hmm. I think it was more than what we usually do, because we had to rent the cabins yeah. for four days or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was like $3,500.
2: Yeah, so when you when you watch that, like, just keep in mind, like, we did that in yeah. five
0: days and, and two dollar like... effects. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, Sean's the master of the two dollar special effects. Like he, he <laughs> that's great. He, he can make stuff with like literally nothing. He goes, "I got blood, I got some dough, and I got some oatmeal. Let's make guts." <laughs> yeah, know? and it's just like I like wow, it. Wow, that's crazy. They no time, time to, to shoot it with, with one, one or two angles. Yeah, what did you think of Naked Camel Campers? No.
3: Uh, so I'm knew not going on. into it. Um, that you made films at a relatively extremely low budget. I don't think I was aware it was twenty five hundred dollars you know, or thirty five hundred. Yeah. So that is a whole different concept of you know how fast you had to get all that done. So that's that's crazy. That's highly impressive. Um, I enjoyed it from the from the perspective of what it was, but man, thinking that it was twenty five hundred bucks or thirty five hundred bucks or anything under five grand. Like, that just blows me away. I mean, that's the number of days you shoot a short film and you right. shot a feature film. Right.
0: Yep. To accomplish that, that's
3: amazing. Good for you.
0: So we've just come up with this formula, and our movies are profitable. I mean, they're not, like, making tens of thousands of dollars, but we're we're profiting and able to make more, you know, and that's what we like doing. Get this like, I'm not movie. in this to get rich. <clears throat> I'm in this because I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy right. Like you said, I enjoy looking at a bunch of words and, like, making it alive and i love that that whole thing you know and it's it's so cool but one of the frustrating things is when you're reading or writing your script or reading your script you have a vision in your head of what you want it to be and you know with my stuff it's just like half of it's impossible to make it like that because of money you know
3: it's just well, I, I completely relate and i'm i'm shooting things when i think is. Insanely low when I'm shooting some for, you know, hundred or two hundred grand, and I'm crying that I can't shoot the things I want to. Yeah. I uh, I shot this movie Thursday the twelfth, which is coming out. My favorite scene in the whole script was the first thing I had to get rid of because it was a scene that took place at a circus. I'm like, this is the most expensive thing we got. I loved it, but I'm like, we have to cut this. This this is just this eats up you know way too much of the budget. Right.
0: Mm. Yeah,
3: it's helpless. Well, so
0: so let me ask you I a question. Appreciate. So, say you have a hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget how do you make that money back so
3: 10 Well, what was it 2022 now um it wasn't that long ago eight nine ten years ago we still had family video
0: right and
2: I get
3: we that still that you know we still, still had the re- retailers what have you so we did a lot of math based off of roughly speaking 30,000 retailers and rentals combined which include like deals we'd have with family video where they had like 800 stores but we you know, gave the next number of more copies. So now we had to break it down to the point of what is left for us. Um, and we had to change our model a bit. And for a while, I was getting my butt kicked. I, I was. I was like, man, this is a whole new world. But, you know, part of it came down to, like, understanding the OD, starting to understand where we were making a little bit of money and ignoring, like, you know, 12 a.m. broadcast rights for 90 days with HBO where I'm like, oh, 15 grand. What do we care about 15 grand? But now that 15 grand is highly important. So now we're, you know, we're, we're breaking all this down to where like, okay, we make this much on average off of VOD. We make this much off average off of, you know, whatever it winds up being, um, you know, a broadcast deal with HBO. Then we, we start going down to what's left for retailers. So we really pinpoint what distributors we work with that's still releasing hard copies at Walmart. Because you have 4,100 stores and Blu-rays and DVDs on at Walmart. I know people are like, home video's dead. They're still buying, right, yeah. which means there's still potential profits. So my current model still has that being like that, that last surviving niche. So if we line up those pieces, everything beyond that winds up being close to helping break even. And one of the things that we found that really helped that was – a limited DCP like theatrical run because the moment we were able to say, hey, this was in 20 theaters, these maybe these 10 four walled, but these 10 were actually regular runs, you know. And once you had that, there were a couple distributors that opened the door for you just to hear, you know, just to go ahead and be like, oh, you know, who are you? Let's talk, what do you got? And that enabled us to do a lot more. Um, and then back in the day, because Little Crits was terrible, like. I was brokenhearted. Like, I was so proud that we finished the movie, but it was not what I set out to make because so many things happened two days before we were filmed. But um, So I was really proud to get through it, but that was one of those films where I also started to realize that I can also do screenings of the film theatrically, and as long as we haven't streamed yet, because we make the least money off streaming, you know, whether it's re- releasing to Netflix, who's going to give us, you know, $4,500 for for three years, you know, and then they can drop you every ninety days, or it's uh, Amazon at you know nine cents per you know uh, hour viewed or some crap. I um, I like a- once I realized, like, if you give them a certain subject and you hit a couple of the festivals or you know a couple of the conventions and get just a kind of a little buzz with you know maybe a Fangoria, rumor, I really like the guys over in the UK and Screen. Um, you'll get enough of a buzz where you'll show up and you'll rent a, uh, you'll wall and you'll rent a theater for, you know, 500 bucks, 400 bucks for screening. And you'll sell every ticket at 15 to 20 bucks a pop. If you say, Hey, I'm showing up for a 20 minute QA. What so a you lot of the times I can just tour that film on. and 10, you know, 10 screens add me another, you know, 25 grand to whatever we make. Yeah.
0: That's our problem here is we don't have any theaters that charge that much. They're all like, amc and Cobb and all that and they're all like 1800 shockingly
3: you can get amc to do it pretty cheap you can get them to rent out a theater for 350 450 bucks on a wednesday or a tuesday they'll realize it's a wednesday or tuesday so you have to keep the people there
0: i thought they only allowed like 20 people in or something
3: i think that was like some sort of covid thing when they're doing the 99 dollars theaters thing uh, Regal was kind of good at it. Uh, I don't do a lot with them, but B and B theaters were fantastic about it. There's a chain up in the Midwest. Um, oh gosh, I, I can think of some of the names of theaters like Cinema Hollywood, but that's not the name of the chain. They're fantastic with it. There's just a lot of great theaters to work with that will charge you relatively inexpensively, and you'll you know you're going to make twenty five hundred to thirty five hundred for a screening. Especially if you throw some merchandise out, and, and you do you, you actually go through
0: business. a distributor, or do you kind of self-distribute your stuff?
3: So I have a small four-walling company that I own, um, but typically I work with various distributors. Okay. There were guys that I really loved working with back in the day, like before Summit got bought up. There was guys like uh, Level Thirty Three that I now work someone else too, because every small one always gets bought up or goes out of business. But quite often, there's good distributors, and the simple rule of thumb with distributors is. If you got a product that they might be halfway interested in, all you got to do is you know look at their list on IMDb, contact one of those darn filmmakers, and be like, "Hey, uh, did you ever get a, a, you know any, any money back from that distributor?" And only talk with the ones where the, the filmmakers say, "Yeah, yeah, we made a couple of books.
0: You know? That's the hard part is trusting them, and yes, and it's like the yeah, yeah, you can't. You got to have a good lawyer. It's not their job to help
3: you. You know, we're actually the the person for them to beat up. They're trying to get content as cheap as possible so they can make you know money like a woman.
0: And that's why I tell like a, a new filmmaker, I'm like, your job is or their job is to rip you off. Your job is to not get ripped off. So it's like, yep. you know, you got to really be careful yeah. when you're going with these luck. places. It's fucking crazy. A really
3: great uh, producer once told me, Jonathan Crane. He produced. He owned MCG uh, theaters back. or MCG. Studios back in the day—they're the guys who made "Look Who's Talking," "Look Who's Talking Now," and all that. And uh, right after I gave you this giant buildup to say what he told me, I just drew a blank about it. I completely forget what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm higher than I thought when I came on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've kind of just been sitting here. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: but I'm he learning. Out. I did. He just, uh, okay. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, happening?
3: sorry about it. Fuck all that build up it was such a little thing, but he said we don't make a film for a wide audience. That's the that's the mistake. We make a film for a very small audience, the acquisitions people. Yeah. That's it. And as we started dealing with the distributors, I have learned what he meant. I went out and worked uh, a couple of markets, and you know, went to the Lowe's hotel and spent stupid money uh, one time, which I never. Unless you have a lot of money, please don't ever spend 10, 20 grand at some of these damn markets. But anyway. Um, I went to this one thing, and one of the things I found is a lot of distributors don't even listen to the movie beyond the first two or three minutes. Right. They just want to make sure the audio sounds good. Then they cut it off, and they have these checklists. And this is going to sound racist in some cases, but this is how a lot of them work. They're like, "Hey, do we have you know a black character who shows up in this many scenes? If we do, okay, we can market it here. Do we have some you know person wearing a cowboy hat? Oh, we can market it here. Do we have some sort of sports scene worked into this anyway?" And they have these checklists, and if enough things are checked, they're picking up your
0: movie. Right. It's so, yeah. all for me. Even Hollywood is like that. You know, it's Adam yeah. Sandler plus Drew Barrymore equals this much money. And it's kind of, it. I feel like it's kind of taken the creativeness out of things. And it's like nowadays, everything you see, especially on Netflix, is, you know, they got a white character, a black character, an Asian character, a gay character, a transgender character. Like they got to include every single possible type of person into the movie. And I don't know. I ain't right about it. Yeah. So watch
3: out for being canceled. Right. Yeah. No way. Well,
1: that shit will go away if everyone jumps off of Twitter.
3: Yeah. They won't the be able to cancel shit.
1: anybody because you won't have an vote your voice. All these soapbox fucking Karens, they won't have a voice anymore because all the social media shit will be gone. And they won't have enough uh, courage to go say it to somebody's face when they can just fucking Twitter it and Instagram it and yeah. do all their work from behind. That shit will go away.
0: Why do you say that? Because...
1: It never, it didn't happen.
0: It didn't happen before social media. Didn't happen
1: before because you didn't have a fucking screen to hide behind. No, I understand that, but why? Why do you think that would go away? Well, I'm just saying if like Elon Musk keeps going in this direction with Twitter, a lot of people jump ship. And then I started thinking about Twitter, and I was like, man, I don't even use my Twitter. I don't either. I don't use my Twitter. I use
3: Instagram. I once got kicked off my own Facebook and Instagram for posting my own trailer.
0: They yeah, literally gave I, me a
3: copyright violation. Oh, I, I, I love down. when I
0: post so, some of, of my own on YouTube and it's like flagged, and I'm like, I fucking made this. Like, what are you talking yeah, about? <laughs> yeah it's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We yeah. got
1: Elon Musk just canceled. Fucking uh, what's her name again? The girl,
0: the redhead Kathy comedian. Oh yeah. Kicked her off because she made fun of him. Well, apparently, people are changing their Twitter handles to Elon Musk. So there's all these Elon yeah. Musk.
3: Yeah, and they put parentheses up, like they said, he, like he allows. If you put the word par- parody and put parentheses, it's okay. And then he block all those anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's
1: going to he's gonna try to become like a dictator.
3: Dude. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We got our, I love we're the video.
0: Zuckerberg Bar
3: two. He just did that big layoff. I don't know if you guys heard this happen yeah. yesterday. I mean, I, I, uh, he just did that huge layoff where you dumped all those Twitter people. Right. And you know how they found out they were fired? Twitter. The Twitter. Eight new HR woman sent a meme. To the people and said, uh, "You know, hey, go pack your bags. Uh, <laughs> you're fired." And, and everyone I was like, "Yo, is like this serious? Is that back. just funny?" And she's like, "No, you're fired."
0: I heard he's trying to bring some of them back, and they're kind of like yeah, <laughs> after making
3: himself look like an idiot like that. I would also.
0: Yeah, no. Fuck him. Fuck you. You fuck. I mean, but when you have all Why the like money, you and
1: Bezos just go live on the fucking. Money. I know. Just go move to the. moon. Yeah. Market. Yeah.
2: Get the I fuck mean, out of
1: here.
2: The fuck's. Fuck's. I mean, yes and no. He's got. He's he's a genius, but is he, he awesome well yeah. He is. I
3: mean, depending <laughs> on what you think of PayPal. Cause PayPal's the only one that he actually did anything with. Right.
1: And I never really used PayPal. That's all I use. Yeah, I, I mean know, I love I
3: PayPal, but that's the only thing you can give him credit for. Hmm. Every other company he just bought into. It's not like he ran or founded or operated. Yeah. It's
1: not like Bezos, he made be a whole company. Hey,
0: anyway, I'm barrage. gonna take
1: a package and I'm gonna ship it. It's not even that. He
0: started selling books in the garage. Yeah, yeah. That's how he started. Yeah. Because Amazon too. used to just be books. Remember?
3: Yeah, it was yeah, uh, the Amazon. digital book up app. Up yeah,
0: it was just books. This is a bookstore. Yeah. And then they started doing products, and now it's like uh, this. Yeah. There was a day when Walmart was one store.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah.
3: You gotta
1: start. From I mean, somewhere. I don't. I
3: don't fault people for success. Sometimes I just fault people for certain things they do with that success. What they do afterwards.
1: Yeah. I, no, I'm very proud of. Anybody or with that can. success. Become a billionaire or a millionaire, even Kanye West. But he's a fucking fruit Loop. Oh my
3: lord, I don't know, I don't know, know what the hell happened to him. Where he was, ran the a ghetto. and made millions. He's a
1: billionaire or was a billionaire. He's still a billionaire. Take him well, it's, I mean, it's, cool. not, it's not fluid, I don't think. I don't think it's,
2: now, I yeah, know, he never fluid
3: had had two billion dollars. It was the value of the contract he had yeah. with the yeah, now with the Sack. So,
0: like. With anybody, yeah. (laughs) So I don't. Yeah, yeah.
3: Most of these people's value value. is that based on if they sold all the stock. It's Uh, not not like they actually have liquid. People actually think I have money. I'm like, I don't have shit. Yeah, I I I'll go into a Hooters. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're making more money than me. Like, I know you just looked me up randomly on IMDb, but that does not mean I have shit. I'm sorry.
1: Are you (laughs) auditioning? Unless you (laughs) mean applying for a job. But that's that's the
2: sad. Like when you pe- look at people's net worth, it's not like like it's just their value of uh, like their contracts or what they have in stock. If you Google like Joe mm-hmm. Davidson's net worth, it says
1: he owes you money, probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's funny? My girlfriend one day was she Googled something about me, and How to get all these penis. stats came up, like who my family is, like all mm-hmm. all my family members, all this stuff. And it said my net worth was like $1.8 million. And I was like, <laughs> I think you got the wrong Chris Leto because that's what I'm I'm crazy. Right now. Like, I think I got like 82 cents in my bank account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so that. I, I feel I was funny that. I, was like, I don't know where they got that information. It, it's, I'm
3: actually doing the same now.
0: <laughs> yep. I don't know. But it's <laughs> – what are you going to do with that?
2: Like, that's – well, he said you know? someone like Kanye and like those contacts. like Kyrie Irving. Kyrie
0: Irving lost everything, like, and he. I, I think he guys just retired. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. Like I don't know Popular. why all these sports figures got to get into trouble Dude, all the time. How,
1: this it's is like, a real sight.
0: Well, he said anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah. Shut up.
1: How tall is Joe Davidson? There's a picture. Of <laughs> this is a fucking sight. That's your picture. That's yeah, that's shirt. from the. You know, that's from the a lottery. Okay, so, and then it goes,
0: so how now tall we discover
1: Joe Davidson's biography, age, physical stats, dating, affairs, dating family, affairs. careers, where, how rich he is.
3: Yeah, I'm looking at those two right now. There's like four or five so different, four different four. Four. websites <laughs> and the variations. Amazing. Yep. starting with 15 million going down to 2 million. And then this one's $1 to $5 million.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a little rangy. Little
3: yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Producer, 46 years old. Nothing's available. I have a wife. Uh, parents, not available. Wife, Jory Kehoe, divorced. Nothing about my children. Wow. Net worth in 2020.
0: $1
1: to $5 million. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Where is this money? I don't know
1: where, <laughs> right like, they get this,
2: some information that they get. Um, like I said, maybe they just look at stuff like your IMDb, you know, that stuff and just assume. and put Well, the- it's an
3: algorithm they use yeah. that they base off random crap, but, like, the algorithm makes no sense.
0: I know. They're probably like, well, Joe makes, like, 20 movies a year, so he
3: right. must have a <laughs> – <laughs> Right. What's Roger Corman worth?
0: He makes 4,083 right? a <laughs> year
3: oh man i accidentally so the last time i saw uh george romero before he passed on yeah i uh accidentally called him uh the wrong guy <laughs> roger Corman. Um, made a complete ass out of myself I, I was just sitting there too and it wasn't even just like i called him it i was like hey you know i i uh, directed one of the same people you just directed you know i was like oh really you know who'd you direct i'm like this jenna sims woman he's like jenna sims uh, what's she in? You know, like, Kill the Messenger and Las Vegas and all these cool things, you know? And he's like, oh, you know, that's cool. Well, uh, what movie of mine did she do? I'm like, Attack of the 50-Foot Cheerleader? And he looks at me, he's like, yeah, I don't think I did that one. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? I know you did. He's like, no. And then it took me 10 seconds. I'm like, oh, son of a
0: bitch. Oh, that's a face palm right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's when you just turn around and walk away. Like, oh, shit. I would
3: have loved to have been able to. I was sitting next to him at the convention. Oh, My booth was <laughs> right next to his. So all
1: weekend,
3: you're like, hey, I'm still <laughs> <Yeah>. here. He's <laughs> yeah. like, this asshole yeah. over here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was um, managing a guy by the name of Robert Sadar back then before he passed away. Beautiful man. Goes by Bobby Z. He was like the maniac cop. and. And um, while well, he was a cop, you know, back in the 80s and face from taking on cash. And um, normally he would joke and be like, you yeah, know, you'll get away with anything because I've got this horrible reputation, you know, which was deserved, like you said, in the 80s and 90s, but not anymore. He cleaned himself up. was a great guy. But uh, that day he would look at me and he's like, yeah, I'm not getting you out of that one.
0: <laughs> Respect. Yeah, nice. I just saw Don of the Dead in 3D. It was so yeah, cool. I saw that. Where was that? Tampa it was that uh, the Regal? Citrus oh, Park. nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And actually, they they must have added some 3D stuff because there was like glass coming at you, and like they yeah. had the one scene where uh, the zombie got shot in the back of his like his brains keep flying at you nice. from the it was pretty neat, man. Like they did a really good job with 3D. Which yeah, was, was this? Cool. Dawn of the Dead, the original. It's oh. still in theaters know. right now. Yeah, they, I think they're still showing it in 3D. But it was Ooh, great. I went and saw it myself. That was neat. I just got the box quick.
1: set of Friday the 13th Part 3 3D with the 3D glasses and all that right. oh, sure. Yeah, that's cool. I got that's a, awesome. Oh, I have that. Our friend Viper Video. Uh, you
0: got Tampa the whole
2: – I got the
1: tin case, all
2: of it. Uh, I got uh, the whole thing, dude. I mean, like, I, just, I have the 3D and I have the glasses.
0: Yeah, they just yeah. came out with the full box set of on Blu-ray of all the Friday the 13th movies. I have friday vs jason you know it's in the box and it didn't have the 3d it was no, it it didn't, didn't make it a 3d which is kind of 10, disappointing i'm like i spent a 150 dollars on this fucking thing yeah if you open it yeah i it should it's see got that one. all
1: the movies and like yeah. an accordion style thing it's got two pairs of 3d glasses uh crystal lake patch camp counselor patch it's really cool, man. That's cool. So yeah, Shelby got it in a Viper video called me.
0: Yeah, game. I mean, I spent $150 on the box set and it didn't have the 3D version with the glasses. I was like, what the fuck? No, not being from your guys'
3: area. Is Viper Video the one that puts on your guys' uh, horror convention every no, year? No, no. Viper horror Video v-
1: is a video store in Tampa uh, on Martin Luther King. <laughs> I know that. That's where or I bought, I bought his Marvel movie. Pampers. Yeah, <laughs> Shelby <laughs> McIntyre owns it. Yeah, Shelby runs it. Yeah,
2: yeah
3: cool I remember film. that now.
1: The
2: so, what movie started it for you, Brad?
3: What movie? Porky's. Oh, uh, like got me to love films. Yeah. Oh my lord. Um. So my parents were a blessing. Um. They were just like, yeah, we watch anything you want. We don't care. <laughs> so you know, three, four, five years old. You know, in the '80s. You know, they, they'll let me see a horror movie. They take me. You know, and I just loved them. I thought they were like I like, like cartoons with monsters. I'm like, yeah, what this is this thing? Going? Is. Only one I remember never scaring me, but I remember, like, I think the movie I fell in love with from, like, a horror perspective, which is still tied for number one in my all-time favorite movies list, is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Nice. That's
2: my daughter's favorite
3: movie? What's it tied with? Braveheart. Ah, okay. All the way, like, total opposite of to the scale. Yeah. My, my, my top ten is super weirdly
0: eclectic. <laughs> That's From, like,
3: mean. Super with Rain Wilson, you know, superhero with just a wrench.
0: Right. So Going back Birdman. to what you were saying earlier about don't make a movie for a wide audience, it's because it's impossible to make a movie that everybody likes. Like, me personally, I hate fucking Braveheart. Um, my <laughs> I favorite, respect that. My favorite movie is Pulp Fiction. you like Pulp Fiction? Hell some? no. See, like it's... Oh, wow, really? Yeah, I mean, That's the only hell no to Pulp Fiction I've ever heard? Yeah, I, 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 I don't like Tarantino. It's so... Hmm. Uh, it's so I don't like his like film. Everybody's brains are different, man. Yeah. It's just like what gets you off. I don't like his style. I, let's just put it that way. I don't like his
2: style of film. I like uh, Reservoir Dogs. I like that.
0: But I, I don't <laughs> just, like I just don't no, like I'm the not. fact he never
3: gets like. We can cough wrong and get bitched about. This man can literally worship feet, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that's cool." It's Quentin. Like, it's good. Right. Yeah. I'm like, if I did that in a film, oh my lord, would I, I hear see. about it? I'd still do it, but I would hear about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, like I said, his style I'm just not a fan. Just like Rob Zombie, I don't like. I don't really like his style. I don't I like his shit. So, yeah. I mean,
3: I I enjoyed House of Thousand Corpses, but he he was only there. I mean, yeah, he was the director, but like his DP did most of the work.
2: Yeah, I like the first two movies. He did, well, I'll correct it. I like the his Halloween Halloween one. Yeah, I like the Halloween. The Halloween part part one that he movie. did, I I actually enjoyed.
0: But Halloween two may be one of the worst ever of all fucking like it's so. I think
2: the monsters is the worst thing. Ever. Yeah, I, I didn't watch that yet, but.
0: Yeah, well, Salem, whatever. That was mine. Yeah, Salem <laughs> was, I don't even remember what
3: else it was called. The only Witches thing that it saved Salem? it at all was because they had John Goodman in it. Witches and it. I love John Goodman, but God, it was bad. For what? Rob Rondy? Yeah. Was it called
0: Witches of Salem? No. I don't know. So I don't watch I that. I think anymore. there's really, like, there's two types Salem. of filmmakers.
3: Though. There's that filmmaker who's He's like, I love every movie because the movie got made. Yeah. And, like, yeah. you know, I'm the greatest filmmaker in the world, so all other movies are trash. So, and I tend to fall too much on the, like, oh, that movie got made. It's amazing, you know?
0: You know, they were supposed to remake Salem's mm-hmm. Lot, and it got shelved with all the WB shit going on. Well, you guys have to know they're making Crystal Lake the series. Yeah, I saw that. Too. Yeah. yeah
3: I actually. And all and the like, poster work oh, that's has that's Jason fun. on it. I'm like, that's that doesn't work. It can't be a prequel right. and have Jason, like, it it unless case. it's just him as a kid.
0: Yeah. yeah. I saw Friday the 13th, you know, the original movie, on a DVD, and it had Jason on the front, and I'm like, "Well, I learned a lot about what's, what's wrong happening? with this movie. <laughs> like, what's wrong with this cover? Right. I learned You're a like, lot. About I'm like, exactly Jason's not show, in the
1: movie because Roy uh, went to dinner at Sean's house two nights ago. and I talked to Roy about all of it. Yeah, I can't tell you anything on the air, but, but I learned a lot <laughs> about what's happening. Joe. But with
2: the prequel, I mean, you technically can't just have him growing up and learning his right. crap. So is the
0: show going to be about his mom and dad and stuff? Like, I don't know. I don't Eli? No that? Is that.
3: Eli, right? I could care less about that shit. Well, I'll tell you what. If they keep the, uh, the Necronomicon in it and keep that canon, I'm all for it. I'll, <laughs> I'll watch anything. Evil Dead, you got me. Like, If it connects the world, I'm sold. Yeah, imagine imagine
1: they could connect it to Evil Dead and then Ash versus Jason.
3: Well, but he didn't comic get book.
1: He, he didn't get supernatural
2: until the sixth
1: one. But I think yeah. Ash beat his ass, dude. I they think have Ash a comic book. Even Ash would Yeah, Yeah, he'd be like, "You're just a dude in a hockey." Well, book. they
2: have they have Freddy versus Jason
1: versus Ash. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and I think Ash would kill all of them.
3: Honestly, yeah.
1: his attitude is far uh, irreverent.
3: Yeah. He'd no, one hundred percent believe he would take care of Jason. Yeah, he. I think Jason you'd have up, be man. a little more. He drinks too much to he be Freddy. Might
1: take a little. It might take him a few rounds to figure out Jason.
3: And
2: like,
1: we oh, referred him to
3: our twelve year old. because
2: so. Jason's like but, a supreme
1: hunter too. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna get the drop on Ash. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. I mean, was Ash really tactical? And was the last time Jason got shot in the face with a shotgun?
3: Not uh, once. That's how he died in one of the movies. Hopefully. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In,
2: in uh, I the Well face. in in
1: the in the one hit that we all hate, nine. That doesn't count. That's not a real Jason movie. Well, True. It well, he's the in the beginning. don't yeah, gives a fuck.
2: Technically.
3: I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Ten might not count, but I actually enjoyed
2: ten. I like ten. I, I, I like enjoyed ten. ten. I like ten. It's got, like, one of the, the best kills in the entire series. Like oh, the, the Nitrous? Yeah. Yeah. yeah man. That's yeah. badass. So, like,.
0: Yeah. So, but i i I, I like the movie. i like how a campy it is. I like, I like i like ten for how ridiculous it is.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, I, I think it just went so far off. It's like fuck. I love this movie. My daughter loves. <laughs> four.
1: That's the uh, group camp Camp, right?
2: The no.
1: The fat kid eats the chocolate. That's five. Roy. That's five. That's five.
2: Much yeah. two fair to With the the, the girl uh, breaking into six. the room.
1: Yeah, and she, yeah. That's five. That's five. always thought I was four. Yeah.
2: three and six. J- Jason's not in that movie
1: either. No, but it's... Roy. It's Roy. <laughs> but I
2: like mm-hmm. that one. It's
3: a fun one. Yeah. I- well, it was supposed to be Jason until we realized it's a yeah, fucking fraud. fake guy. It's fraud. He appears in the very last scene, though, right? Like the real one shows up in the
2: very... Uh, he in No, his, no it, so. he imagined it. He imagined it. Oh, he imagined it. Yeah, yeah from when he was a kid, he, that's it. the only time he saw him. And then he like saw him when Wait, he was in the hospital.
1: Oscar- no, he's in the hospital. In the right.
0: He's in the hospital. This is it five, the one with the girl with the really big boobs and they're, her and her boyfriend are out doing like a picnic in the woods? Or yes. Something. Yeah. Yes. Dude, that one's hot. That's like dude. the
1: best. That's hot. I know.
0: Those are the best boobs in the whole series. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we should break the boobs on Friday the 13th next week. There you go. I'm bringing a chart. I'll print them out and have them okay. chart. All right, we'll do that. Um, It's a good idea.
2: But, yeah, my favorite is uh, Six, when he finally comes back. That's what he comes to. That's that's my favorite one, I think, because he comes back, he's all supernatural, and then also the best Tommy Jarvis is
0: in that. Well, on Six, this guy, one of my favorite shots of of all of them is when he crashes the RV and he comes and stands on top of the RV. (sighs) Yeah. 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 And the fucking shit's on fire, and he's just standing on the edge of the RV. Well, the the, the,
2: the back, like the backstory about that is the RV had an AC on it that the that the um, director and producer wanted to take after the shoot. So the director was like, "Fuck, I'm destroying this shit." So he, he <laughs> just fucking destroyed it in spite of the producer that wanted yeah. it. So that, uh, that, that, you. so that was. Uh, because I think the producer fucked him over on something. Always. And he was like, fuck, he's not getting this shit. Whatever. So he got <laughs>
0: fucked over a director? Where, when is of? that ever
2: happened? <laughs> that never happens. So, so like I, said, that, I think that was like the best part of it.
0: Like, just that story.
2: But I, that was one of my favorite. Actually, that is my favorite Friday the 13th. Yeah, but, my favorite's
0: uh, 3. Just because uh, he gets his mask and the yeah. spear gun. And it's in 3D. I saw it in 3D when I was a kid. Yeah. A badass. Yeah. So... I do That was holds a, yeah, I love that one's a tough one yeah, for me to pick a up favorite.
3: I really struggle with that. Like without actually doing something that everyone would be pissed off at me for saying and saying, I love Freddy versus Jason. I love cross That's
0: funny. That's, that's fun great. too. I, that's, I, the only one I really. They have a great soundtrack like to that too. Yeah, really Nine only is terrible. one I don't like. Even Manhattan's got some moments that I, I'm like, oh, I mean, great. I didn't enjoy Manhattan. Yeah, Manhattan was not a great movie. They should have called it Man. Jason on a boat.
3: Or <laughs> I gotta admit, there was one thing I did really love about Manhattan. I have I always had this theory when it comes to like monsters and villains, and like if you're an all powerful monster who doesn't think any human can do shit to you, you're not gonna worry about pulling a Michael Myers and hiding in the shadows all the time. You're gonna walk right down the street right. and not give a fuck. And I thought that part of Jason versus, or Jason Goes Manhattan was brilliant. Right. It's actually why I'm the only person in the world that thinks uh, Hellraiser Three was great. I'm like, yeah. They come to Earth, they walk right down the street. Cop show up, we just kill them. Like, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense to you Yeah, you know?
0: And that's really the only good part of Jason Takes Manhattan, was when he was actually in Manhattan, which was, what, like 10 minutes of the movie? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. right. If you took know. out the ship, <laughs> right. well, the
2: time that he was, was could in the it.
0: Well, the, the time that, only time that they were actually in
2: Manhattan is when he was in Times Square. And that was it. And right. everything else was in Vancouver. Right. So well, when he was actually... No, because that was the only time you actually saw
0: how mighty he was when he was standing in Times Square.
1: I'm anti semantic.
0: but the um, <laughs> you know most of it took place in the sewer and the boat. Yeah, I mean, he was a mm. car, but cause they didn't. Have yeah,
1: the I thought the boat ride was fucking stupid.
0: Yeah, like, terrible. yeah, I they didn't a have whole a.
1: Movie for him to get they didn't to have a budget.
0: Work, I'm just yeah, like, so I'm hoping the and they, was they was I'm hoping and they
3: had a boat. They had access to the, to the boat. boat. They're <laughs> like, what we're supposed to do as broke filmmakers, which is. Oh, I have a boat. Yeah. I will make a movie around a boat. Yeah, you know? you have but, a boat? but they like had, <laughs> but they called that a cruise ship. That was a yeah, freaking... It was
0: like a little. It was like a little crab ship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like a <laughs> shrimp boat. Yeah, <laughs> or one of those little starlight cruise. It's a boats? Uh, yeah. it's a coastal shrimp
1: boat that doesn't go more than like, like fifty a miles. Dinner and That had a yeah.
2: huge engine bay. Like, how many stairs
1: were in that? But like five hundred <laughs> floors in that boat. <laughs> <It was> ridiculous. <laughs> That one scene I think I timed the dude went down the stairs like three yeah. times. I was like, he's in fuck he's at the bottom of the ocean at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't understand I'm... They're like, just keep adding him going down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this boat has floors. You can't see them, they're underwater. <laughs> <laughs> like the top is this big, the bottom's like that. It's like Rrr. What are you looking at? Are those titties? No. No. Oh. <laughs> that'd, the, that'd be the only thing that was acceptable. Yeah. The answer always is right. Why why do you like titties. Right. Titties. Leave me alone.
2: Look at a Land Rover. Anyway. <laughs> they
3: sent me a message. Yeah,
1: no, Red Rover, are, Red yeah. Rover, sent some fucking titties right over. <laughs>
3: well, that's actually one of the reasons why I was actually a geek when he invited me on the show. I'm like, finally someone who actually puts boobs in the movie. I'm not the only one being ostracized for it. Oh
1: man, just wait, guys.
3: You know, half the podcast I've been on, I have to like defend my, my exploitation, right? you know, and I'm just like I I grew up watching eighties horror. I love eighties yeah.
0: horror. Yeah. There's
3: no dude, And I'm like, I put
0: dudes in there too. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny. Our formula is you have to have a nude scene or gore every 10 minutes. So I respect that. you got to. Yeah.
3: Really that's uh, that's the, the action rule, right? You know. One action scene every 10 minutes for an action movie? Right. Or eight See. minutes, sorry. So. Uh-huh.
0: It's is like it nobody, wants watch, nobody wants to watch an indie movie where people are just sitting there talking. You don't want to
1: watch people. like Zack and Mary's playlist or <laughs> <bloody laughs> Chew and Blossom. <laughs>
3: I actually like Zach and Makes a point of them.
1: Yeah, well, I actually like
3: that one, too. You kind of
1: combine with That was $10 Nick million. Dollars.
2: So, a, that was
3: a, yeah.
1: DVD.
3: so do you enjoy, enjoy like, like elevated horror? Uh, you know, gosh, this will give me a shot, too. Um, if it's the right elevation, like, for instance, and maybe I'll probably offend some people in this room, but, like, which didn't do it for me? I felt like I was robbed of, like, an hour and a half of my life. Nothing happened. There was a goat. Uh, cinematography was... Was pretty, but like, if if elevated horror means intelligent horror, but there's shit actually happening, then yes, hundred percent. Yeah.
2: What was the uh, What was the one with um, that was in like Poland or whatever? Like, she's let the right one in, the no. vampire. No, the cult one. The cult one with uh, the girl from. Summer.
3: Yeah, oh, Midsummer. Oh yeah, lots of nudity. Had yeah. that going for
2: it. Yeah. Oh, uh, what do you think of that?
3: Uh, so, I made the mistake of watching that really high during a 12 a.m. showing.
0: <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> like
0: you totally don't have to be high to watch that movie and, like, hallucinate. Yeah. <laughs> that movie yeah, I, mean I can't give a stuff. fair argument to it because I,
3: when when I first, when people would first ask me, I'm like, yeah, you know, I I can't defend it. I can't talk great about it. I want to, but I just, I, I don't. Okay, let me rewind. I went to Popcorn Fright Fest and saw Terrifier 2, right? Okay. Two and a half hours long. Yeah. I fell asleep like eight times when I first mm, went and saw Terrifier right? 2. I couldn't stay up for it. I just yeah, but then I went and saw it again, and I actually made it through. I'm like, oh, this isn't bad. I enjoyed this. Um, so I feel like Midsummer is a movie I have to see again. Because the only respectful feature I got otherwise was the fact, oh, there's a lot of nudity. Makes me feel good Did as a something?
0: Did you like Hereditary? <sighs> Same. <sighs> no. Yeah. I, I wasn't see, a fan I of love, it either. I loved hereditary. Hereditary to me was so fucking disturbing that I'll never watch it again. Yeah, like it was so creepy. Me and Sean both said the same thing. We went and saw it together and walked out. and we were like, I don't think I'll ever watch that ever again. Like, it was no shit. What this? Hereditary. Sure. Uh, hereditary. hereditary.
2: Um, I just, I, I didn't like the flow of it. I didn't like the direction it was going. I didn't like. I just, I just didn't, just didn't hit any like a lot of my boxes. Like, I just didn't for me, I think shit. I gave
3: up on it too quick. Wow. Uh, I had already seen Witch, and Witch for me is like, oh no, another slow burn. Yeah. I don't know if I can go through another slow burn. Yeah. So like partway in, I was already like, shit, not crap's happening. And I feel bad because now I'm being like the negative guy about about movies. I'm normally that guy. Man, I love all horror, you know. Like, yeah. I'm like, did you know James Gunn made Slither? You have to see Slither. You know, like I'm I'm always talking about like the most goofy random horror that I think's brilliant. And then I'm like heartbroken when I'm like, son of. Bitch, I'm stuck here talking about, you know, these ones I don't like. And there's so few. Like, usually I can find something redeeming like Malignant, which came out, you know, a couple years ago. I was like, can't be a shit. I, I think it's kind of brilliant because oh, so it, it, it knew was it was bad so and, L- and embraced really it.
0: Think. You know, it awesome. I loved it. I thought it was great. It got a lot of hate because it was so, like, ridiculous, but I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I
3: loved it. I laughed so many times. <laughs> I went and saw it in the theater with a the dog. And the dog enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I went with my like son. Like, the dog was more behaved than the rest
3: of us. What
0: the fuck is going on? <laughs> <Such> <laughs>
3: the dog mess. literally sat in the chair, like, the whole time. He got up once for, like, ten seconds, got back in the chair, and kept watching. Yeah, oh, so well, good. all right. He can watch this. <laughs> this is
1: hereditary? Malignant.
2: Malignant. Malignant. So, what were your thoughts on Halloween ends?
3: Oh, goodness. Um, I-, I like the fact that they wanted to be different. Yes. I enjoyed that fact. Uh, uh, but you have a great character. Michael Myers is a legend and deserved to be sent off like a legend. You, you gave us all these trailers where you had the two great climactic characters finally battling off in this one, you know, gory, bloody scene. And then you, you get to the show and you're like, who's this jackass again? Like, why is this about him? Yeah. And then Michael was such a bitch. But what really hurt me on this film, and I still like it, but what really hurt me on it was like the marching band kids are the bullies. You're big on this dude, and the marching band dudes are kicking your ass. I don't get it. I didn't grasp that. I'm like, no offense to anyone in the marching band, um, but I'm like, come on. Like, If you would have at least made him a jock and been like, well, he's big, he's strong, but no. Yeah. Well, so I, the kid who got his ass kicked by a marching band dude yeah. but, beat Michael Myers' ass. I think
2: they were emphasizing the outcast that he was. Like No one liked him, even the marching band didn't
0: well, like that's him. That's fine, but nobody cared. Hey, well, I'm true, I'm
2: not arguing that. Like, <laughs> if,
0: they, if they took Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis completely out of the movie, it probably would have been okay, you know. If it was <laughs> some other random movie, it probably would have been all right, you know. But now, everybody's going to see Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis beat the shit out of each other yeah. for an hour and a mm-hmm. half. And we got it for, like, what, five minutes? Not even One scene. I don't even think that yeah. end scene was, like, three minutes long, maybe? No.
3: And, and then, it wasn't even, like, a hardcore scene. She somehow knocking yeah. down on a, a table and, like, you know puts a knife in them to hold them there, and like, hey, I, I beat him. <laughs> like, Fuck, this is Michael Myers, you know? Yeah. But
0: they're, they're trying to go – I think they're trying to go the way John Carpenter first envisioned Halloween. You know, they were going to make the first two Michael Myers, and then they were going to go and have different stories. for all the time I always
3: Halloween. heard it slightly different. I always heard it that they intended to make one but made so much content yeah. that they wound up editing and reshooting to have a second. Yeah. And then they made, you know, Halloween – Three and they're like, oh shit, we screwed this up by having two. Right. Yeah. Well, th- well, they waited long
2: after for the second one because, she, like, when she actually started, she actually had she had to put a wig on because she'd already done a bunch of other roles before. Mm-hmm. Like, they started shooting again for the Halloween Two, so like she had to get a wig. She cut her hair, like, she was colored her hair, and the, it, the wig looked so bad in Halloween Two but like i mean they got it done i guess it was a, by a mustafa Akkad. like i think that they were just like hey we got to put another one out like yeah, this well, made so totally much money
0: because mm-hmm. originally they were supposed to make a bunch of different movies Anthology. that take place on halloween yes yeah. and the michael myers was so was so popular yeah. that they made part 2 and they were like all right that's it we're going to kill him off and then you know we'll make we'll just, Do with their original plan. Yeah. And then Season of the Witch came out. Well it it was a good movie. It wasn't a Halloween. It was a good movie, but it was bad because everybody expected to see Michael Myers. Yeah, Yeah,
3: they came showing up for Michael Myers and didn't show up. And I think
0: that's kind of what they're trying to do with this new one. Because if you notice, um, in Season of the Witch, when they show the word Halloween, it's in blue. Where all the other movies it's in orange. Mm. And Halloween ends. They showed Halloween ends, and it was a blue. So it kind of gave me an idea. Like, all right, maybe they're fucking yeah, trying to so. do this thing again, and that's why. Well, he already movie. openly said, if it makes
3: enough money, I'm making another movie. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, and it's not gonna have anything to do with Michael Myers. So it's like, I mean, Michael Myers is completely dead now.
3: Like yeah. You threw him, in but a you movie.
0: got, got the damn kid. Better off turning into a Park series
1: Park. for like Netflix or yeah, exactly. We'll Called
0: Halloween the
1: series, right? I mean, just just an mythology mythology of stories, Halloween stories like an American horror. Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. That would be
3: good. Which yeah. any of us could actually do because Halloween isn't able to be trademarked. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Halloween. Super <laughs> stories.
3: <What>? That's how <laughs> Troll 2 came to be, remember? Let's <laughs> not. <laughs> he said let's not.
1: <laughs> You
2: know what? Well, with that being said, thank you for joining us in Killer Collab Podcast. Bradley sir. thank you for joining us.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on, bro.
2: Chris Lato, Joe Davidson, my name is Tony D. Thank you again. See you next week. See you. Bye. Goodbye.